Hi there, welcome to Bible Slash Christmas. Kevin, hello. Hello. This is the uh, the end of the road here. The end of the road. We are at Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes. Uh, day before Christmas, uh, fun day. Uh, if, you, if you're if you in Mary's shoes right now, I mean, Jesus obviously wasn't born on December 25th, but it's a day before she's about to give birth. Yeah. Probably wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> you wonder her. if she's, yeah, I mean, like, there's she always that labor. moment where it's like, <laughs> get, the, get the baby out, please. This is happening. Yeah. yeah. This is really happening, which is fascinating to think about, right? Like the complexity of those things and how they've come to this point and they're like this baby's got to be born this is it yeah and and joseph i mean obviously like very complex for him they're traveling they get to bethlehem they're trying to get things settled i mean it must have been wild someone said like he tries to play clumsy midwife (laughs) (laughs) that's a great great that's awesome yeah and it actually is helpful i think to for us to think about the final thing actually that we're going to talk about for these meditations and that's uh what jesus's purpose was in coming um he actually says this in uh, john 12 Mm. right before he goes into the upper room with his disciples and you know he's going to give them their sort of this last long monologue where he deals with all sorts of things that are going to come to them uh, in their ministry Mm. going forward and uh the very last one of the very last things that he says is in john 12 27 he actually says now my soul has become troubled, has become disturbed. I'm I'm actually shaken inside of me. There's something that's taking place inside of me. And he says, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. So what's the hour that he's talking about? Well, the hour is the cross, right? He's coming to the very last moments of his life. Yeah. Literally, it's the night before his death. Uh, he's going to have this uh, this upper room discourse with his with his disciples. They're going to cross the Kidron Valley. He's going to be arrested in, in the garden... Uh, in the on the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane is going to be brought back into the city, tried and then put to death. And so it's really just like uh, just hours before he's going to be put to death. And he says, I've come to this hour. I've come now to this time when I'm, I'm going to die. Mm. And he says, I, my soul is troubled. Uh, Jonathan Edwards talked about how uh, Jesus uh, in, in these last hours of his life, I think he knew this his entire life. Obviously, we're going to say that. But um, in these last hours of his life, he was looking into the furnace of God's wrath. Yeah. And he was getting, as he got closer and closer to it, he could feel the heat of it. Mm-hmm. And he stood there and felt the heat of the furnace of God's wrath for the sins of his people. And he's troubled by that. I think rightly troubled by that. Mm-hmm. So he says, my, my soul has become troubled. What shall I say? Save me from this hour. So what, what should I pray? Should I pray, God, please take, take this away from me? You're my father. You could actually remove this mm-hmm. situation that I find myself in. But then he says this, it's amazing. He says, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. That's like stunning. Yeah. And that actually, like, that he's come to this moment, this last moment, this last moment with his disciples, this very night, the night before his death, he's come to this very last moment and he has a purpose. And the purpose Mm -hmm. is to die, Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually informs Christmas, I think, Mm -hmm. in many ways, because we have this statement. Like, why would Jesus come, right? And the the reason he came, the reason he's born is for a purpose. And he has come and his entire life is a one long string of events that were ordained by God to bring him to this hour when he's going to die. Just like Mary, right before his birth, he now is right at this last moment of his life and preparing himself uh, to be put to death. And so he says, for this purpose, I came to this hour. I've actually come all the way here. I'm all the way to the very end, right here at at the edge of the furnace mouth. And so he says, I, that's why I'm here. But if you look at verse 28, it's amazing. Instead of praying, God, save me from this pain, he actually says something fascinating. He says, Father, glorify your name. He says, I'm here not, at this last moment, I'm here not to save my own flesh. I'm here to glorify you. Mm. And so he pushes through the pain of the reality of what's coming to him. He says, God, no, not suffering. 
I, that's not what I'm asking you to take away from me. I will, I will endure the suffering for the sake of your glory. And he says, uh, glorify your name, right? Bring glory to yourself through what I'm about to do. To me, like stunning moment yeah. in the life of Christ. Yeah. Because he's he's come to the last moments and instead of trying to out get, get himself out of the mm-hmm. suffering, he says, no, I'll take it. Just bring glory to mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, just amazing. We, yeah, we've seen like, you know, we talked about Joseph. We talked about yeah. Ahaz. We talked about these people with quote unquote personal problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, God's like, sometimes you know graciously moving them or just addressing them in those situations and here you just see christ himself in his soul like just making the right move yeah you know to like be be surrendered to the glory of the lord exactly yeah that's amazing in contrast to not only our lives yeah but everybody's everybody else in the bible (laughs) yeah yeah the hardest moment of history yeah that's awesome. Yeah, and he just looks at the glory of God and says, "This is what I this is what I want to have yeah. happen." And and seeing uh, from the small thing, which is his death, which in one sense is obviously a huge thing, mm-hmm. but in in personal life it's a small thing. But seeing the grand scale of all that it will bring to the glory of God, and seeing really like the fact that he will die will ultimately bring glory to God in the most profound way. Mm-hmm. And then he says, <laughs> and it's fascinating. Uh, it says, a voice came out of heaven and said, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Mm. And God answers his prayer. In that moment, he says, yes, right? I've glorified my name through you in your life to this point, birth all the way to this very point, and I And trust me, I will glorify it again in your death. I will be glorified in this event. So Jesus' prayer mm. is answered instantaneously. And Jesus actually says, the crowd says, oh, it's an angel. There's something else going on. Mm. Jesus actually says, this voice has come not for my sake, but for your sakes. Uh-huh. He says, listen, God has spoken so you know that what I'm about to do will bring glory to the Father. Yeah. And then he says this. He says, now judgment is upon this world. The ruler of this world will be cast out. And a beautiful verse, mm-hmm. verse 32, he says, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. What he's saying is... His being lifted up, what he's about to do with his body that's been given to him, the death that he's about to die for the glory of God is actually going to draw people Mm. to him and ultimately to the glory of God so that they can see the glory of God Mm. through him and what he's about to do. (laughs) That's the most like dramatic moment. It's insane. Yeah. And and, yeah, like he, where he says like, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. It wasn't like he had to receive that you know, reassurance yeah. or anything. It's like he carried in his own mind, yeah. like the, the story of the Bible yeah. and like the he story, knew. he knew that. Yeah. And now it's like, he's sharing that with us. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like Hebrews 12 too. It's like yeah, for the totally. joy set before him, he endured the cross. And it's like, this is our, our example too, yeah. but let's not look at ourselves too quickly. You know, yeah. like this is worthy of its own meditation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And that reality, like this is, this is Christ, right? This is our Savior, the one who who didn't who didn't pass the cup and say I don't want it, but mm-hmm. he drank the cup on our behalf. And he says, "When I do this, I will draw people to myself." And the more we look at him, I think the more we're drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Like here's the one who who did this. He endured the cross, despised the shame. He's the one who we can look to. And we're just drawn to him, and we're like, "Wow." You are an incredible, yeah. incredible being, but way beyond the scope of any human being, yeah. right? Uh, we can look at all these other people and all the nice things they say and all the amazing things they do, and all of that stuff pales in comparison to the one who drank the cup of the wrath of our sin on our behalf for the glory of his Father. Yeah. Yeah. And willingly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, love, like, 
Yeah, he loved us and yeah. loved the Father yeah. enough to do that. Yeah, totally in the most profound way. And that's what I think, I mean, I think it's so fascinating to me. That's where we should end mm -hmm. our Christmas meditations, right? Our Christmas, med our Christmas meditation should end with the reality that, that he knew all the way through. He knew all, the, all of his life from the time he began reading the scriptures. He knew this is me and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to suffer. Mm -hmm. And he knew that it was coming the entire time. And he comes to this hour and in the last moments he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm -hmm. And that is, for that reason, God has highly exalted him. Like God wants us to look at him this yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So. Amen. Well, I hope that's helpful for you. And uh, if you have questions on that or any other topic, uh, we would love for you to email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. And uh, we want to thank you for listening to these Christmas meditations. And again, we've said it before, but we want to thank our good buddy, Ethan Welch, for putting these up for us. We hope that they've been helpful for you as you've thought about Christ this Christmas. And we hope that your hearts love Christ, that you are drawn to him and his glory, uh, particularly this year. Well, thanks so much and Merry Christmas.